Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week, we are recapping the 2024 action thriller roleplay starring Kaylee Kyoko and David Oyelowo. All right. Yeah. You Googled it. So you, you're fairly certain. Yeah, I didn't just Google it. I watched an entire clip <laughs> on how to say the name. You know, there's the American slash England way to say the name. And then there's the Nigerian way because he's Nigerian. Oh, okay. To say the name. And he's like, don't even try the Nigerian way. You're going to butcher it. It's going to be wrong. <laughs> don't even try. So I saw this movie. It reminds me kind of of Mr. Wright, which we did previously that stars Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. But now she is the killer, not him. And I love that. I love women in different fields. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We need more women in male-dominated fields like STEM, like murder. You know what? We've said it before, but I'll say it again. Men should fear women more because here we have Emma, who is by day cosplaying as a suburban soccer mom. She's been married for seven years to Dave and they have two kids. Yeah, they have this beautiful suburban house with a backyard and a patio. And she has this very vague job as a menu planner. I didn't even try to catch up on what her fake job was. So Emma is a contract killer. But of course, her husband of seven years doesn't know this. So Emma has to have a cover, right? And her cover is that she works in the food industry for maybe hotels or something like that. Yeah, something with menus Mm -hmm. and food. And it's very vague, very vague. As far as her husband is concerned, she has a very demanding boss. His name is Raj. And Raj is Mm -hmm. constantly calling her, melting down over something going on at work. In reality, Raj is actually Emma's handler. He is the one that is going to give her her, quote, contracts for hits. Mm -hmm. He's going to tell her who she's killing, where she's going, how much she's getting paid. He is the liaison or liaison, if you want to be Spanish with it. He's the middleman. (laughs) He's the middleman. At the beginning of the movie, she murders a dude and she just gets back from a trip. She's tired from pretending in the murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She gets back and she's just so happy to see her kids and her husband and he's making her favorite pineapple chicken and her kids have set up this cute little fancy restaurant thing. Turns out that day is their anniversary and she feels terrible. She's like, I can't believe I forgot our anniversary. Like she just completely forgot. And to make things worse, her fake boss, Raj, her handler, is calling her, telling her that he has another job for her. And she's like, dude, I just got back. Like, I can't do it. And Raj says, you need to take this job because that's how I get the money to protect you. So we get some background on the fact that Emma is not flying under the radar. She's very much a wanted woman, Uh not just with authorities, but she also has a bounty on her head. Yeah, he says that she just popped up again on some sites. That's the bad news. But the good news is he thinks that he got her off pretty quickly, but he can't afford to keep her safe if she stays at home very long. Yeah. And this is just a classic working mom situation of like, how do you do it all? Yeah, You know, how do you do it all? How do you do the murder and the backyard barbecues with your kids? She's feeling very much 
pulled in different directions, right? Because she has to continue killing for contracts in order to keep her family safe. But also her and her husband's relationship is kind of strained right now, just from her being absent so much. Yeah. And she just, she wants out. She's already told, you know, her handler that she wants out and her handler's kind of like, you know, it's not that easy. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like I don't understand. Has her husband ever questioned this like on their taxes? I was also wondering, how is she keeping this from her husband? Is it going to like a Canary Island account and then being redistributed back to her under like a shell corporation as a paycheck? There you go. You sound like a black market accountant. But also like if she's only doing like a certain number of hits a year, Mm -hmm. what does she do with the rest of her time to make her husband think she actually has a job? Yeah, we don't know the logistics exactly All we know is that her husband is feeling a little neglected. And and we even see him looking at an article on like, you know, seven ways to strengthen your marriage. Yeah. I think it's adorable that he is taking the initiative to work on their marriage. Mm -hmm. The way he decides to do this is he buys her some trashy role play lingerie. He buys her a little naughty nurse outfit. She's excited when she sees it. But when you have little kids like that, the way they do, they have kids under 10 years old. You're not going to have a whole lot of time to role play naughty nurse at home. No, you're going to have to melatonin your kids <laughs> in order to play naughty nurse at home. Do you have a tranquilizer gun? Because you're going to need a tranquilizer gun. You're going to have to start planning this the day beforehand. You're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We have to get them up at 5.30 a.m. All right. <laughs> we need to start doing laps. We need to wear them out. We have to change all the clocks so that when we tell them it's bedtime at 7 p.m., they think it's 9 p.m. And then we have to give them melatonin at 5.30. They need to be so tired that we have to literally carry them up to their bedrooms Mm -hmm. and plop them already passed out into their beds. And then we have to find the energy to feel sexy, to role play. (laughs) Yeah, then we have to go give ourselves pep talks in the mirror, you know, smack ourselves in the face a little bit. Like, come on, bitch, let's go. You are so horny right now. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) So Emma has a better idea. And because she's trying to make things up to her husband, she tells him, you know what? Why don't we spring for an expensive hotel in the city? So they live in New Jersey. So the city is New York City. She's like, let's spring for an expensive hotel we can pretend we're strangers at a bar. Yeah, she's like, you know, we can get your sister to babysit the kids. She still owes us from Christmas. I can show up at a different time. You can show up at a different time. We're just two strangers meeting at a hotel bar and we can see where things go. Emma takes a cab. She gets to the bar first. Dave is stuck in traffic. Emma went all out. She's wearing a red wig. She looks really good in it. So Emma's at the bar waiting for her husband. She's wearing this red wig. And this older man approaches her. Yeah, this older man comes up and he's just, hey, have we uh, have we met before? And she's like, oh, no, I don't think so. He's telling her that her face is familiar. He's this clean cut older man, but he has a little bit of sleazy energy to him. He does have sleazy energy. He's giving weird Richard girl, pretty woman vibes. Yeah, that's actually really on point. He is. I think from the get-go, we are suspicious that this guy knows who she is because again, she's a wanted hitman. There's a bounty on her head, but it's hard to imagine that this old white man is also an assassin. I mean. He looks frail. He looks frail. Yeah. 
He's like, well, you know, what industry do you work in? And she's like, finance. He's like, oh, finance. He's like, I work in finance. That's where we know each other from. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is finance like the contract killer in you window? And that's the thing, because this guy, at first, it just seems like he's your regular creepy old guy. But he starts using a lot of innuendos that have to do with killing. He talks about shots and slaying Mm -hmm. and or she slays me. The innuendos are just flowing for Bob. It actually brought to my attention how many everyday words we use that are synonyms for killing and murder. Yeah, there is a lot of everyday words we use that are very violent words. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God, I'm dying. Or you kill me. Or I think rocking. You're going to rock it. I think that's kind of violent. You think rocking is violent? You're going to rock it. I think that's violent. Okay. You know, break a leg. Like he twisted my arm. Give it a shot. Bite the bullet. Yeah. Like things like that. Like they're all like things that we say like, you know, on a normal basis that are just kind of violent. Yeah. And Bob is really squeezing every single euphemism he can and sprinkling it all over the conversation. Lucky for Emma, Dave ends up coming. He shows up and Bob, the old man, takes the hint and he's like, all right, I'll let you two. Does he take the hint, though? He doesn't take the hint. He does for a second and he leaves. But then he comes back and he's like, I just got some very important good news on a contract for work. Drinks on me for these two. Yeah, he buys him shots. So when the husband, Dave, got there, he introduced himself to his wife, right? Because they're playing strangers. And he uses the name Jack Dawson. So that's how he introduces himself to her and also to creepy old guy. And the thing is, Courtney, the creepy old guy, he's intruding very obviously on a date between uh-huh. these two. And he's not catching the hint, but also they're being really polite. Yeah, like they're not like, hey, listen, we're actually together. Can you get the fuck away? And I think one of the big reasons is that at this point, Emma knows that this guy's onto her mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to be like, this is my husband right. or my date. Leave. So she can't give it away. Bob orders a round of shots and it's just, it's really awkward because it's obvious that Dave and Emma are trying to get their date on. So Bob finally takes the hint and leaves. And he's like, if you guys change your mind and want a nightcap, I'm in room 511. Dave, the husband, looks over at Emma like, what the hell? Like, this guy wants a threesome? Like, what is going on? I think Emma ends up plying her husband with more and more alcohol than necessary. She does. Yeah. Because by the time they make it up to their hotel room, the husband is drunk Uh as hell. Like he could barely walk. And you could see that Emma is totally fine. So either she didn't drink as much as he did, or she can hold her liquor a lot better, which I think both are probably true. Probably both. But She gets hubby situated in bed and she's like, why don't you go get in bed? Take off your shoes. I'll be right there. She has a timer on her phone, which I think it's very strange. Yeah. And she waits for the timer to go down. She goes back out to the bedroom. Hubby's asleep. Dave is sleeping on the bed. So she drugged her husband. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) She drugged hubby and then she writes him a note that says, went to get aspirin, BRB. Emma goes to Bob's room. Bob is armed with a huge fucking like handgun. Well, because it has a silencer on it. That's why it looks so long. But 
they drop the pretenses immediately. As soon as she walks into the room, Bob is like, all right, so, you know, there's a huge bounty on your head. He's not trying to hide it anymore. Yeah. And she's like, so what? You're going to kill me and take the bounty? And he's like, no, 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 no. She's like, so are you going to call Sovereign? What's up? What's going on? And I guess Sovereign is like the official contract killer agency. I would imagine that there's multiple, but this seems to be a really big one. And it seems like Sovereign is the agency that has a hit out on her. Bob says, I'm not with Sovereign. We have a line of communication open, but I don't work for them. What I'm thinking is, instead of me calling Sovereign, since they want you alive, they don't want you dead. Instead of calling them and collecting the money, I can just take 60% of your contracts from here on out. She's like, yeah, nice try. Listen, I already give 40 something percent to the guy that's supposed to keep guys like you away from me. She's like, it's just not in the budget. She's like 20%. The guy's like, absolutely not. 50. And she's haggling with him a little bit. Yeah, they're going back and forth. And meanwhile, she pulls out her phone and there's another timer going. And at first, I think she has a timer for when her husband is going to wake up. But that's not what the timer is for. That is not what the timer is for. Emma tells Bob, actually, bro, listen, this has been great, but I already poisoned you at the bar. I just came to make sure you didn't already call Sovereign. So the timer was essentially telling her right when the poison was going to kick in. Yeah. After they took the shots, he took his eyes off his scotch and she asked the bartender for water, leaned over his scotch and poisoned it. So Bob sinks down into his chair dead her phone rings it's her husband wondering where she is as she's on the phone with dave bob gets up his body just rises from the back he's not dead he still has the gun in his hand so he starts shooting at her and a fight ensues and it's not hard to take this man down okay you know emma is like yeah babe i'll see you in a minute Gets off the phone with her husband real quick and then just fights this old man and smashes his face into a glass coffee table. Yeah, now the old man is actually dead. However, there's a scene. This isn't what she wanted. Now this is going to call attention to her. I think she planned on it looking like he just had a heart attack and then slinking out of the room. There's a gun and there are bullets all over the room. So Emma does what all of us would do and she just leaves. She just leaves. What all of us would do. (laughs) So Emma goes back to her husband. He is so apologetic. Like he feels so bad that he fell asleep. And she's like, no, it's fine. I think all women can identify with this to where like at this point, my husband is passed out. He just asked for aspirin. You know, sex is off the table today. But then she gets back and he's like, I'm not sleeping now. The husband is ready to pick up where they left off. No, put it away. (laughs) (laughs) Put it away. I've already tucked my libido back into bed for the evening. (laughs) Put it away. We cut to the next day. Emma and Dave are having breakfast with their their little family, with the kids. Their daughter calls mommy out and she's like, mommy, no phones at the table. You know, no devices at the table. Yeah. So Emma had sent a barrage of text messages to her handler. And she's like, Raj, call me, call me right now. This is an emergency. Finally, when he calls her, Emma steps outside to talk to him. And while she's telling Raj, like, what the hell is going on? I pay you to keep people away from me. This guy tried to kill me. Dave is inside and he gets a news article about a murder that happened in the hotel they were staying in the night before. 
when he opens the news article, it just so happens that the murder victim was Bob from the bar. The article states that he was seen talking to a couple at the bar, and that couple at the bar are persons of interest. He is freaking out. He's he pulls Emma aside and he's like, "Oh my god, we have to call we have to go to the police. Like this is so scary. They think we have something to do with this." And she's like, "Does it have pictures of us?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, no." She's like, oh, "Okay. I was wearing a wig and we were going by fake names, so like we're probably safe to be honest." Mm-hmm. And he's looking at her his wife like, "What the fuck?" I know. Then Emma just lays it on him like, hey, I actually have to go out of town for a business trip. And then, you know what? When I get back, I I guess we can go to the police when I get back, if it makes you feel better. So Emma is flying out to Berlin because she needs to meet with her handler in person and figure this out. However, she told Dave that she's going somewhere nearby just for one day. Yeah, she tells Dave that she's going to Boise, Idaho. No one asks questions when you say you're flying to Boise, Idaho. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll pick you up from the airport. And she doesn't say like, oh no, that's fine. Dave goes to pick Emma up at the airport and she's nowhere to be found. He tries to ask the the desk people like, hey, can you look up my wife's flight? Can you look her up? They can't find her anywhere in their system. He can't get a hold of her. She's not answering her phone. He's starting to get kind of worried and like upset a little bit because He doesn't know where his wife is, and she was never going to be on that plane home from Boise, Idaho. He finally goes to leave the airport, and as he goes to the parking garage to get back in his car, he is picked up by two police officers, Mm -hmm. two police detectives, and they're like, hey, Dave Brackett, why don't you come with us? Have a few questions about you and your wife. NYPD is is there. They pick him up and take him back to the station. They start asking him questions about the night before... They know it was him and his wife at the bar. And I don't understand why he talks at all. I don't understand why anybody talks at all. Like, even if you really think you didn't do anything, you can accidentally incriminate yourself. Do you know how many people are in jail for crimes they didn't commit? Not zero. Okay. More than there should be. He kind of says something about maybe I need a lawyer? Well, he literally says, I feel like I should talk to a lawyer. And I thought they were supposed to stop the interrogation when he brings up a lawyer, but they don't. They just bully him into changing his mind. He doesn't say, I want a lawyer. He says, I feel like I should have a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And then they, they say, do you have a lawyer? And they kind of bully him. And then the one officer says, do you want me to call somebody for you? And he doesn't say yes. So they just keep going. There's a little loophole. It it is kind of a loophole. He doesn't actually say, I want a lawyer. And when they say, do you want us to call somebody for you? He doesn't say yes. Ethically, should they have stopped and said, do you want us to call a lawyer for you? Mm -hmm. Probably. When he brought up a lawyer, should they have said, are you asking for a lawyer? Probably. But Did they technically violate any rights? Probably not. The investigators tell Dave they know it was him and his wife at the bar. Mm -hmm. And they even ask him, you know, why were you using fake names? Like, what's going on here? And Dave tries to explain the whole role playing thing. It's a little awkward. Like, listen, officers, we were just trying to get sexy. We weren't trying to murder anyone. Like, you guys have never played Stranger at a Bar with your significant other? Well, the problem is they were playing Stranger at a Bar with an actual stranger who then ended up murdered. (laughs) So that's where things get a little dicey. Yeah. The two NYPD detectives 
bring in a woman named Gwen. She's with a special task force. They don't say FBI, but it feels like FBI. It feels FBI-ish. Maybe Interpol-y, CIA-y. Yeah, Interpol-y or FBI-y. For sure. So they bring in Gwen, Task Force Gwen. We're just going to call her Task Force Lady. They bring in Task Force Lady. And Task Force Lady's like, hey, Dave, I'm about ready to lay some things on you. So I need you to prepare. Okay. Take a deep breath. She tells him that his wife's name, Emma Rayburn, which was her maiden name, she stole that name from a woman who died. Yeah, your wife stole this woman's identity. This woman's dead. And side note, the original Emma was a brown chick. And Emma (laughs) is not a brown chick. Is not a brown chick. So I just don't know how that works, but sure. Task Force Lady tells Dave, hey, listen, I know this is a lot to take in, but your wife... Emma is actually a hitman. She's a contract killer. And they're laying all of this out for Dave. And Dave laughs. Yeah. Dave laughs in their face. Yeah, he laughs. It's just so preposterous to him. But they come with receipts, okay? They show him airport footage of his wife at some international airport on a date where she was supposed to be somewhere in the United States. And you could see that he's still not believing it. And here's the thing that's crazy is that investigators are allowed to lie to you during an interrogation. And I just wonder how far they can take it nowadays with technology we have, because with the technology Mm -hmm. we have, they could Photoshop someone in an airport. They could even use AI to have someone say something in their voice that they didn't say. Like, how far are they allowed to take it? Like, are they allowed to like AI picture somebody's wife in a different airport? Because like you said, there's a line where like there are things that are unethical, but not illegal. Like, for example, lying to a suspect because he's a suspect right now. He was one of the last people seen with a murder victim. So is it unethical for them to possibly lie to him? Yes, but they would be within their legal rights to do so. I mean, are they allowed to lie to him to tell him your wife's not actually your wife? She's not who she (laughs) says she is. Like, are they allowed to lie to him about that? Well, that's, but dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like, how far, if investigators are allowed to lie to you during an interrogation, how far are they allowed to take it? That's my question. I mean, obviously we know what they're telling him is true. Police are allowed to lie about everything and anything at any time they please. Is that what Google says? They can lie about evidence they have, such as telling you they found your fingerprints at the scene or that you were caught on camera. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, you didn't know this? Dude, this is why I'm telling you. I love the popo, okay? I love the police, not anti-police. But if you are suspected of a crime, the worst thing you can do is sit for an interrogation because you you are at such an insane disadvantage when you're sitting in that room with no clock and investigators that think you're guilty. Well, see, listen, they're going to cause somebody to like have like a panic attack or a heart attack and die during an investigation one of these days when they're like, we have you on camera doing this. Your fingerprints are at the scene. We have you on camera. This is where false confessions come in. But also how easy is it to gaslight someone into thinking they really did do something? Because let me tell you, it doesn't take that much to gaslight me. Okay. If a police officer is telling me that they have me on tape and they have my fingerprints, bitch, I'm guilty. I'm confessing. Like, I don't know what I did, but I must have done it. They could show me a video of me doing something. That's still not me. And they're like, you're screaming. This is Courtney from Fiction Fixation. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's not me. It's a very common podcast name. But anyway, so we know what they're telling Dave really is true. But Dave, even mm-hmm. seeing the receipts, he's not believing it. At the end of this police interview, Dave has started spiraling. Meanwhile, Emma is in Berlin with her handler getting fake passports for her family and trying to figure out like how to get out of this. Because at this point, she knows that she's too hot right now, right? Like there are too many people after her, her picture's out there. Now the police is involved. Mm -hmm. She knows that she needs to get her family out. Emma knows at this point, it is time for her to just dip, to just Irish goodbye this shit and go. When Emma left for this Berlin trip, which happened before, obviously before the husband got picked up by the police, I thought she was leaving for good. Like I thought she was dipping. I thought she was going to disappear. You thought she was abandoning the family? I thought she was abandoning the family, which TBH, given everything that's going on, I don't know that that would have been the worst option. It would have been safer for the family. It would have been much safer for the family. Yeah, but that's not her plan. That's not her plan. She was getting fake passports for herself and her family and to tell Raj that she was done with contracts and that her and her family were going to disappear while she's putting in, you know, her notice with Hit Manning, <laughs> with Raj, effective immediately. Yeah. Um, they get waylaid by people from Sovereign who are there to take. What does waylaid mean? Waylaid, it means intercepted. Oh, okay. Look at you, Miss Thesaurus. Yeah. Well, people from Sovereign, the assassin organization that's after Emma, mm-hmm. they start chasing Emma and Raj and end up shooting at the car and Raj gets hit. Raj gets hit in the abdomen pretty good. Raj does not make it. No, they drive out to some sort of shipyard parking lot abandoned situation. Just a good place to lay low mm-hmm. for a few seconds. Raj is dead. Emma is distraught. I don't think she gives a shit about Raj. I think she's more distraught that like she doesn't know what to do next because I think she needed mm-hmm. Raj to be able to get her family out of the US and kind of start new. And now she's like, crap, what am I supposed to do? The questioning at the police station, you know, ended for Dave, task force lady. She abruptly just leaves. She dips from that interview. Yeah, well, she gets text messages that Emma is in Berlin and that her team is on it. And so immediately we're questioning whether she is FBI or CIA or if she is part of this sovereign corporation that's after Emma. Dave goes home and he's immediately like, all right, let's let's take a little looky-loo around my house, okay? Mm-hmm. I have questions. Yeah, he's in the attic. I thought it was the garage at first, but yeah, he has an attic. He's up there just moving containers around. And you know what's interesting, Courtney? So he finds this locked box behind some stuff, and I feel like he knew where that box was. I feel like he has seen it before, mm-hmm. and he was just like, oh, it's just my wife's private things. I'm not going to look through it. Mm. Because he seemed to find it pretty quickly. If I, if there was a locked trunk like that in my attic that I knew about, and even if it was my husband's private stuff, I think I might have some questions previously. Like, hey, babe, I do feel like I just need like a quick little peek (laughs) to make sure that- It's not a body. To make sure it's not a body, but also to make sure that I didn't have a trunk full of foreign currency and fake passports. 
So that is what Dave finds inside of this box of secrets. See, men have sheds of secrets. Women have boxes of secrets. Not really. I don't have one. Do you have Mm -hmm. a box of secrets? I have a drawer of shame where I just kind of put everything in that I don't want to deal with. I have a lot of boxes of shame where I just put shit I don't want to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) I have a closet of shame. (laughs) So Dave opens this box. He has to break open the lock It has like three Mm -hmm. layers. The first layer is, what is it, like a bunch of passports and documents? Yeah. And then there's a layer of money. Mm -hmm. And wigs. And wigs. Yeah. Just disguises. Yeah. The last layer is a sniper rifle. Mm -hmm. As one has. Yes. Dave is pouring over this box of secrets. Keep in mind, as far as Dave is concerned, his wife is missing because she went on Mm -hmm. this work trip and she never came back. And now there's FBI agents telling him that his wife is an assassin. He still can't get a hold of her. He's calling and calling. Yeah. They're like, your wife is on the run. And he's like, bitch, my wife is a missing person. Yeah. We need an Amber alert. (laughs) don't you guys care about white women while he's sleeping through his wife's box of secrets he finds a whole bunch of random calling cards and he finds one that is a business card for a german plumber so he finds several cards and he calls the number each number is disconnected the one to the german plumber however it goes through somebody answers but they don't say anything And he just keeps saying, Emma, are you there? Emma, is that you? And finally, she says, are you alone? Yeah, she tells Dave to leave the house because she's obviously assuming the house is bugged. She tells him, I'm in Berlin. Like, I came here to try to figure things out. And he's like, I'm coming to Berlin. And she's like, no, 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 don't come to Berlin. I won't be here. And he's like, bitch, I said I'm coming to Berlin. I thought it was so stupid for him to go because obviously... The authorities are watching him. How did he not have a tail on him from the airport? Well, he probably did. That's the thing. But see, Emma counted on this. I think Emma knew that Dave coming to Berlin was going to bring the people that are looking for her right to her doorstep. Her and Dave meet at a bar in Germany. And it was an interesting scene because in the beginning of the movie, they're playing strangers. And then at this point in the movie, it's like they're actual strangers because Dave is like, who are you? He's like, I don't even know you. It's sad. And he does that whole thing where he's like, was any of it real? He said, were we just your cover? And she says, no, you and the kids were never my cover. Never. And she said that she kept doing it for the money. And she tells him, you know, the whole long sorted history that her dad was in the Secret Service. And then he got out of the Secret Service and started this organization called Sovereign. Yeah, her dad started a private security firm called Sovereign. After her father died, one of the women that was in charge of his corporation took Emma under her wing. And this woman is Agent Gwen, the task force lady. And apparently this task force lady adopted Emma and turned Emma into an assassin from the age of a little girl. That's why Emma is one of the best, which like side note, I don't really believe, but that's what the movie tells us. Yeah. Task force lady Gwen just groomed Emma into this perfect little blonde assassin. And then Emma decided about eight years ago that she was done with Sovereign and done with Task Force Lady Gwen, got rid of her identity, assumed a new one, and has just been on the run from them since. 
Dave and Emma are at this bar. People from the Sovereign Organization come in through the front door of the bar and through the back door of the bar. Emma looks at Dave and she says, it's okay. I have a plan. Just go with it. Yeah. She says, I know what I'm doing. You need to trust me. And by, I know what I'm doing, you need to trust me. She's just like, yeah, I'm not done with my coffee yet. So can you guys fuck all the way off, please? Yeah, she just kind of gives them sass. You know what? This is my favorite part of the spy slash assassin movie. Okay. It's how sassy the women are. They're so sassy. And so Dave is being chill. Emma, <laughs> on the other hand, is just running her fucking mouth. Well, I don't understand what her plan is because her plan is be sassy with them and then get into a, a fight that you immediately lose because they shoot her with, with a tranquilizer dart. Yes, that, that is exactly what happens. They blow dart Emma and then they end up smashing Dave's face into the counter. Oh my God, poor Dave. Dave doesn't even say shit and he still gets his ass beat. <laughs> well, because Emma is an asset and apparently Gwen wanted Emma alive. She put a bounty mm-hmm. on her, like bring her to me, not kill her. It was very specific that she wanted Emma alive. Emma wakes up and at first I think she's in a prison because it's a very barren room. Yeah, but she's not in a prison. She's in this, it kind of reminds me of the Cullen's house. But you know what? There's a wall of windows and you know what the wall of windows tells us? They have secrets. Shady as fuck. It's very Scandinavian vibes, very minimalist. (laughs) But like she wakes up in his bed by herself. There's a tray with breakfast for her. It has waffles and blueberries. I mean, she's not shackled or anything. She just walks upstairs. She's also been changed. (gasps) They did. They changed her clothes. Yeah, they changed her clothes. She's been changed out of her clothes into like a gray t-shirt and sweatpants. Oh my God. So this is hella creepy. She walks upstairs. Again, the house, Mm -hmm. it's, you could tell it's a, a wealthy person's house, but again, very minimalist Scandinavian vibes. It's like upscale Ikea up in this bitch. Yeah. And she's also in the middle of the woods. Yes. They're surrounded by woods. And she goes upstairs and she sees Task Force Lady Gwen playing with her fucking children. Yeah, her children are there. They're so excited to see her. They tell her that they didn't know that they had a grandma, Grandma Gwen. It should be creepy, but Gwen actually seems like a pretty chill grandma. Like, honestly, I would want Gwen as a grandma. Gwen says, hey, kids, why don't you let your mom and I talk? And Emma says, no, they're okay right here with me. Gwen ends up insisting. She goes, why don't you go play with your puppy? Because Grandma Gwen bought them a puppy. Grandma Gwen brought them a puppy. Apparently, this is Gwen's house, I'm imagining. And so she sends the kids off. The kids have no idea anything is wrong. And obviously, Emma is pretending everything's fine for her kids. She doesn't want to scare them. After the kids go off to go play with their puppy, the kids are in a guest house. They're in a whole separate building. Mm -hmm. They're in a guest house. With an armed security guard just casually watching over them. Gwen tells Emma... I'm willing to forget that you did this whole little brat tantrum that you pulled. I'm willing to forgive and forget. Mm -hmm. And we can go back to being a big happy family if you take this gun and you go and kill your husband. Gwen tells her, listen, you need to meet me halfway. I'll let you have this life with your kids. I'll offer you protection. All I ask is that you continue working for me and, oh, kill your husband. Get rid of him. And I don't really get the whole kill your husband thing because I feel like Dave is a ride or die. Like, I feel like he would have gone along with anything Emma proposed. Yeah. So I don't get why we have to kill Dave. Listen, if you guys needed somebody to, like, make you dinner, 
Dave's your man, all right? Dave's going to starch and iron your trousers. Dave is going to bleach your whites. Yeah. He's going to fold the towels. And he's also going to be your alibi. Do you know what I mean? Like, Dave is going to come Anybody who looks at Dave is going to believe him. If Dave's like, <laughs> no, all seven of these armed people were definitely <laughs> with me putting together an Ikea bookshelf mm-hmm. on Saturday night. 100%. We were playing Jenga. Obviously, Emma rejects this idea. She's like, absolutely not. I'm not uh-huh. killing my husband. Task Force Lady Gwen keeps insisting. And let me tell you, there is a very interesting dynamic between Gwen and Emma. No matter how many times Emma says no, Gwen keeps saying, that's all you have to do, Emma. Gwen just keeps repeating herself over and over again so calmly. She was also underhandedly criticizing Emma's parenting. She's like, you know, those kids, all they want to do is play video games. I guess you don't take them outside much. It was, it's very mom-daughter. It's very mom-daughter. Finally, Emma agrees. And you just have to hope and wonder that Emma has something up her sleeves. Gwen gives Emma a gun and she says it has a single bullet. Okay, you're going to take your husband out for a walk in the woods and you're going to put a bullet in him. And you know what? Emma reunites with Dave, who, by the way, while Emma woke up in a cozy bed in a Scandinavian room, Dave was like in a cellar chained to a pipe. Yeah. It's so fucked up how they treat Dave. Come on. Listen. Treat Dave better. Justice for Dave, man. Justice for Dave. (laughs) Because Dave comes out of this basement dungeon thing because he is in a basement. Like he's in like a cellar. Dave comes out and he's like, oh my God, babe, I'm so happy to see you. I love you. So they go for a walk. And as they're going for the walk, Emma's just like, hey, listen, Gwen sent me out here to kill you. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And she's like, shh. She's like, there's a sniper on us. Like, Dave is, Dave is spiraling, okay? Dave is, is freaking out. Emma hugs him and she says, I'm sorry. And then she shoots him. She shoots him in the stomach and Dave crumbles to the ground. And I'm just like, literally hands on my face screaming, no, Dave. Not Dave. Not our homeboy Dave, okay? Because listen, Dave would have made an amazing contract killing assistant okay (laughs) like yeah you guys are sleeping on dave's potential here yeah so there is a sniper on them right so there was a sniper that was following Mm -hmm. emma and dave into the woods and emma is aware of the sniper this other Mm -hmm. lady pulls up to check on dave because she wants to you know confirm the kill she comes over with a body bag she said she's confirming the kill She goes down and she's trying to roll Dave's body into the body bag. And she looks up at Emma and she says, "Uh, do you want to help? Emma just stares at her. Right. You're asking her to help roll her husband into a body bag. Are you stupid? Yeah. As the woman is hunched over on her knees, rolling Dave's body into a body bag, Emma just ninja moves on her, steals her gun, punches her and shoots her in the head. Emma runs off. She like disappears. And we start Mm -hmm. to see movement in Dave and he starts waking up and we get a little a little flashback to what actually happened right before Emma shot Dave. Emma has Dave put his hands around her to hug her and she says, Gwen sent me out here to kill you, but I'm not going to. She's like, I'm going to shoot you. She's like, it's a clean shot, no vital organs. I need you to trust me and then play dead. Right. And I think what happened was she shot him and then he passed out from like pain or shock or something. Emma disappeared because she went after the sniper that was keeping an Mm -hmm. eye on her. 
She finds the sniper and she takes him out. Yeah. Then she comes back with his fucking sniper rifle. Yes. She is collecting weapons. Yes. She comes over to Dave and he's like, what the fuck? And she's like, listen, babe. She's like, it's a slow bleed. I'll get you to the doctor in four or five hours. I need you to calm down. I love you, but I have to go to work now. Yeah. Okay. Emma gives Dave a gun and she's like, it's just point and shoot. The kids are in this guest house. I need you to go there and buy us time. Okay. So Dave goes to the guest house and there is an armed guard there watching the kids and Dave shoots uh-huh. him with the tranquilizer gun. And then when the kids aren't looking yet, because they're in the hallway, he drags the guard's body and just sits him down. So he looks like he's sleeping. Covers his face with his hat. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids are like, Daddy. And they're like, what's wrong, Daddy? Do you need a Band-Aid? And he's like, oh, I fell out of a tree. See, the thing is, the little girl, I feel like she believes it. But the kid is older. He's at least 10 years old. And he's looking at this huge pool of blood on his dad's shirt. And I know he's thinking, my dad got shot. Like he knows something happened. He's looking at it, entrance wound and exit wound. (laughs) And he's like, that's a bullet wound. While Dave is there watching the kids, he's there keeping them safe. Emma is going all, you know, femme fatale. When I was watching the scenes where Emma is doing her spy shit and like kicking ass and Uh stuff, I kept thinking like, I want to be an assassin, but that's a lot of cardio. And I have asthma. Mm. It just looks hard. It's a lot of sprinting. It's not like casual running. Like I can do casual running. But I can't yeah. sprint for long distances. It would be a really, it would be a hassle to take your CPAP machine, like traveling with you like that, like on the go. I know. And also the CPAP machine reports to my doctor. My doctor would be like, what the fuck is this bitch doing in Berlin? No, I don't want to be an assassin. Like maybe like locally. A local assassin, just like in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe just like locally, like in, like in the, the tri-state area. Uh-huh. But also like I want to like pick and choose to where like you can't just hire me for anybody. Like I need the backstory. I need the tea. Yeah. Also, like if I disagree and I think you're overreacting, I'm going to snitch on you. That sounds like the worst assassin that no one would ever hire. <laughs> yeah. I just I should probably just sit this one out, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I thought it was interesting how Gwen told her security, like, don't kill her, don't kill her, try not to kill her, because she wants Emma alive. But then when Emma takes out the security guard, Gwen, like, grabs an automatic rifle and she's just like, all right, she just starts spraying bullets. She just starts spraying bullets. But then also, I think Emma has a little bit of fun with Gwen because she, like, psychologically fucks with Gwen out in the woods for a minute. Yeah, so they're out in these woods. And let me tell you, these woods, at first I was like, who can hide in these woods? Because they're the tall, skinny trees. But then there's so many of them that if you're standing and you're looking at things from an angle, it's almost like a wall of trees at at certain points. Yeah, it's almost like a wall of trees. But then also, I don't think Emma's plan was to hide. I think Emma's plan was to deplete Gwen's resources as quickly as possible, which is exactly what she did. She does. She keeps popping up, calling out to Gwen. So Gwen sprays bullets and in different directions until Gwen's clip mm-hmm. is out. Yeah. And as soon as Gwen's clip is out, Emma takes one good, well-placed shot into Gwen's abdomen and shoots her right in vital organs of the stomach. Yeah. Emma just leaves Gwen to bleed out. Emma looks at Gwen and says, I would love to stand here and watch you die, but my family is waiting for me. Yeah, but you should never walk away from the bad guy until they're like fully dead. 
No, I think she definitely should have put a bullet in Gwen's head. Do you not remember what happened with Bob? Bob was much older than Gwen. Mm-hmm. And he just popped back up like a meerkat. No, I... <laughs> I'm never going to see a meerkat again without thinking of Bob. Just be like, boing, boing. <laughs> Honestly, my anxiety could never, like, I could never live the rest of my life not knowing if Gwen was dead or not. Emma goes and finds her family in the guest house, and the kids are, again, being gaslit into thinking everything's fine. Emma's like, all right, come on, kids. We uh, we got to go. We got to get daddy to a hospital. And they're like, mommy, why are you covered in blood also? <laughs> Did you also fall from a tree? And the kids are like, what about, I forgot the dog's name. They're like, what about our puppy? And she's like, shit, fine. Grab the puppy. Let's go. Yeah. The next scene is so realistic. So Emma is mm-hmm. driving. Husband Dave is bleeding from the stomach still. Kids are in the back complaining about how like how hungry they are, how they mm-hmm. haven't had lunch, how Emma promised them that she was going to take them to get ice cream, but she only said that to rush them out of the guest house. And now they're like, mom, yeah. you promised ice cream. Dave's like, we're in Germany. There's so much good food to eat in Germany. And the kids are like, okay, what's good to eat in Germany? And he's like, Wiener Schnitzel, Bratwurst. And the kids are like, Ugh. We don't want any of that stuff. (laughs) We want chicken nuggets. We want dino nuggies, bitch. The kids are like, you promised us ice cream. Is there a McDonald's around here? We want a hamburger. Emma's just like, okay, fine. We can stop and get you a snack on the way to the hospital to keep daddy from bleeding out. Oh my God. And then we can get you like actual food once we get to the hospital. I mean, this is kids everywhere. Like kids literally don't care if you're bleeding out. If they're hungry... You need to get them a snack. That's priority, mom. Listen, if Emma's missing out on a chance that not every mom has to be like, listen, you little shits. I just put a knife in somebody's neck and a bullet in like 15 other people's heads. Don't fuck with me. You're going to eat your fucking bratwurst and you're going to fucking like it or else. Can we talk about for a minute their future? Because I don't understand how this is going to work. First of all, how does the husband just get over the fact that she's been lying to him for seven years? I don't know how you get past that. But also, how does... Do they just go back to their house in New Jersey? Because... The NYPD case is still open. Obviously, Emma has fake identities for them. But yeah, Mm -hmm. they're going to be they're going to be running from the law. I just I think the best thing Emma could have done for her family was just go out to get some milk and never come back. I'm just going to pull a dad. She should have pulled a dad. Well, the teapot is empty for the day. Don't worry. More is brewing on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you next time. Bye.